Hey there, this is Jackie of the Maiden Voyage Podcast, and you're listening to Episode 9, Season 1, the one where we dive into our favorite female-led binge-worthy shows. Maiden Voyage is a podcast recorded by the women of Impulse Creative. Audrey. Rachel. Jen. Danielle. Courtney. Jackie. We're CEOs, salespeople, project managers, writers, and marketers. We're also wives, rad moms, remote employees all over the country, in-house staff, empowered single ladies, and all-around ass-kickers. There's a lot of challenges we face, overcome, and share that make our voyage different than those of the men we work with. This is our journey. Welcome to Maiden Voyage. Today we're talking to all the mermaids about their favorite female-led binge-worthy shows. And being that it is Women's History Month, we thought this would be a really great way to kick it off and just talk about some of the shows we're totally obsessed with that have a really strong female character lead. So, Audrey, I know you've recently shared a cool article with us and you had some thoughts you wanted to deliver. Yeah, as I was putting together my um, three favorite shows, I was like, this reminds me of a blog. These (laughs) these group of women got together and they're revolutionizing Hollywood. Um, they're just trying to be like stronger women. And they all gave some quotes, um, basically saying like where they are now and where they want to be. Um, one from Tessa Thompson this year, I don't want to play any, anyone's girlfriend or wife. When I'm not the object of the narrative, I'm the subject of the narrative. I don't want to be boxed into any space at all. I want to feel like I can be expansive and that my resume resume reflects how multi-faced I am as a human. That's awesome. Yeah. Another one by Andrea Riseborough. Change the fact that there are 2.24 male characters for every one female character represented in film. That ethnic minorities make up almost 40% of the U.S. population, yet they are a cast in 17% of lead roles in films in um, 2013. I really like this one. What does change mean? Never having to hear the words, she is the first. Nina Shaw. Okay, so I guess I can go into my um, my favorite shows, and all of my shows have, like, strong um, female um, roles, the first being um, The Crown, which I like because it's based on, like, true facts. Yeah. And it just, like, gives me so much courage that, like, back in the day, like, 1940s, she became the Queen of England. Everyone was against her, the church, the monarchy. Her own husband did not support her. She didn't want, he didn't want to bow to her as the queen of England, because he believed as his wife, he shouldn't have to bow to her. I just, I felt like that, that show, um, and it only gets better. The first, the first season is a little long. I was going to say, it's on um, Amazon Prime. I watched it on Netflix. It's on Netflix. Okay. So Mm -hmm. I tried to watch the first few episodes. They go on safari, like really early on. Right. They went on like a safari. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Okay. So I saw first few episodes. It's a little slow. But if you're saying it picks up, I might give it a second chance. It really does. It, and I know we're talking about binge-worthy. I could never really watch, like, more than two in a row because it's so much. But um, it's really good. And, it's, and it just makes me want to be, like, a strong woman. Like, yeah. um, Another one that's on that same kind of thing, except for it is not on True Facts because I've Googled a bunch of it watching it, is Rain. Um, it's about this queen of Scotland. There's some true things, but like, not really. Um, (laughs) she goes to France and is, um, engaged to someone, um, who she doesn't really like. And then there's a whole bunch of drama with a, like, kind of stepbrother thing. We don't need to get into that. But she, the whole, throughout all of the seasons, her most 
like the biggest priority to her is her country. She will literally die for her country. And she has those same moments like in the crown where you get goosebumps and you're like, she is bad. I like her. Um, my, my last one was younger. Ugh, love. I love younger and it's so light and it's like, it has that same feel as like new girl. It's just like uplifting and you're laughing all the time, but like behind the scenes, it's about, um, uh, mom, she was a stay-at-home mom. She had her, her degree. I think it was from Princeton. She had like a, a good degree and she had a good first job, but then she stopped. She was paying for the college and um, she needed money. Oh, well, her husband like gambled away all their yeah. money. Yeah. yeah. So um, anyway, she ends up lying about her age to get a job because she couldn't get anything. It was in publishing at the time. And she started out as a secretary and she worked so hard and worked her way up Um I don't want to give away anything, but she just works so hard. And the other main character who is, what's her name? Hillary Duff? Yes. Hillary Duff. Yeah. She, um, they're both so just strong women and they did not settle for being assistants or the women in the office that weren't doing like anything. They ended up getting their own little publishing. And even in their personal relationships, they're like, they don't take shit from anybody. And like, they don't yeah. roll over. It, 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 they're very impressive female leads. And they have sure. strong girl code. I love it. Yeah. I struggled so hard. It took me like <laughs> 20 minutes at least to come up with three shows with a strong female role. I guess I don't watch a whole lot of Netflix compared to everyone else. But the shows that I do watch, I'm like thinking about it like, wow, all these girls are like super weak. Like I just got done watching you and I'm like, this girl like not to like spoil it, but you should have watched it by now. So I'm going to spoil it. Like she gets <laughs> murdered. Like anyway, so like these were the three I was able to come up with. Um, I don't think any of you guys watched Parks and Rec. Am mm-hmm. I the only one? I've seen it. Yeah. You've seen it, but you didn't yeah. get into it, but you should because it's the best show ever. And Leslie Nope is like the biggest badass ever. She's just like the hardest working person on the show. Like she's super ambitious and driven and um, yeah, she's like, she's a boss. So definitely, um, top favorite. Second, I, again, these are like terrible, but new girl, I guess Jess, like, show. like she, she is, I don't know. Strong's the right. She I, never gives up. She always, I like, just think she's like so awkward and like gets herself in all these like weird situations, but she just owns it. Yeah. And so, and I feel like she always fights for like what she wants, like yes. as the, as a principal, was she a vice principal? It's been a while since I've watched she's it. Vice principal, I think. Vice principal, but she like fights for what she wants and she's just like so goofy and like owns it. It's like, she's like a hopeless her. romantic in the best way possible too. Yeah. yeah. And then insatiable, I chose as the third one, like that girl's absolutely insane. I don't know if, if anyone's ever heard of it, but this girl, um, she was overweight and was bullied and, um, lost a bunch of weight and tried to become a pageant queen and ends up falling in love with her coach. And then like, it just gets like, it just escalates from there. There's like violence involved and she keeps getting herself in all these like crazy traps, but like somehow she like gets out of it. And then again, I don't want to spoil this. I feel like I'm giving away so much, but she just like, I don't know. She's kind of a badass, but, like, she's also kind of an idiot. So, <laughs> again, this was, like, a struggle for me, and that's why it's third on the list. And like, it's questionable, but, yeah. Okay. I don't know. Sorry. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> Jen, do you want to go next? 
Sure. Um, so I wanted to start off with the first show um, called Revenge. Uh, I know that Audrey said you'd watch this too. Yeah. Um, it is about a different families that live in the Hamptons and this girl named Emily her father gets framed for a murder or a crime that he didn't commit and everyone in the Hamptons and these clicky communities are all in it um, her father gets arrested and she gets sent to some sort of like disciplinary school and when she gets out she is determined to get revenge on these people who betrayed her family and it is just about her going in and say conniving but definitely um she she figures out the weaknesses of these people in the hamptons and poses as this this luxury mysterious stranger with a different name to individually get back at all the people who have done her wrong it's like a six season um, plot against these people like it is so thought out at the end of it you're like whoa <laughs> right and she's just elegant and badass and um so brutally intelligent and out connives people in the most crafty ways and it is such a binge-worthy show I remember when I would watch it I would sit there and I usually don't do this I'd watch like five episodes in a row could not get enough um and I think that's available on Netflix if anyone's interested um another show that's a little bit more popular that I chose was The 100 um, <laughs> it is kind of like this utopian, dystopian kind of show where um, Earth is deemed uninhabitable. So people are living in space right now on different aircrafts. And they come to a point where they realize that they don't have enough oxygen and resources to survive anymore up there. So they're either forced to send people into space to die to get more people off the ship so that people can continue breathing. or they decide to send a hundred children down to earth to see if it's inhabitable. Um, and in the show itself, <laughs> one of the lead characters is named Clark. Um, and she le becomes the leader in and of itself of the force of the children who remain down there. Um, and so wait, the adults send the children back to earth. Yeah, um, maybe and not just clarify. the children. It's like the ju like the juvie kids. Yes, I should have clarified. So the they rejects. All, they got in trouble for one thing or another, and were kind of being like disciplined. Um, so that's why they sent these like juvenile, like Rachel said, um, delinquents down to earth. Okay. Uh, it's and, a good show. It sounds more techie than it actually is, but there is a lot of violence. I <laughs> thought this show was. What is, I thought there was another hundred where they had like a plane crash. I got so confused. That's the same show. It's not really plane. Well, they took the ship down. Is that what you mean? Like they No, isn't there, I'm sorry, I'm messing this up. Isn't there like a 400 or something? I don't know. Going. I'm not sure. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about, but I can't recall what that's called too. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Clark just steps up and there, as the show plotline gets more involved, I really admire her leadership roles and the dichotomy that you actually find out throughout the show that she's bisexual and it, the romances become very complicated and intertwined. Um, and I just love the fact that, um, she powers through it all like a champ. Where is yeah. that? Where can you watch that? Uh, I believe this one is also on Netflix. Okay. Um, yeah, I think it's on the CW also. I love that they're tackling different sexual uh, mm -hmm. representations as a lead character role. That's amazing. Yes. I love it. Go CW. She's like smart and kind and 
just total strong and she's just really cool. She's admirable. There's a couple of strong female leads in that show too. There is actually. I love it. Octavia is one of my favorite as well. Mm-hmm. I just started watching it. Yeah. Um, and then the last show was a little bit of a newer show. This one's also on Netflix. It's called Girl Boss. Um, it was based off of a book. So it's this young female who is kind of a little bit of a pessimist named Sophia. She's rebellious and she decides that she doesn't have to work anymore because she keeps getting these jobs that she hates by starting her own online eBay store selling vintage clothing. Is this the uh, creator of Nasty Gal? Yes. Okay, I've heard about this. Yeah. Yeah. So her company, her like eBay company is called Nasty Gal. So she goes into these vintage shops, finds these clothes that are on sale for $5, takes really sexy pictures of herself wearing them, and then sells the item for $300 on eBay. Go, Um, girl. Right. And the whole show is about her creating this rock star of like an empire to say like, I don't need to work somewhere. I can do this myself. And it outlines all her struggles of becoming her own entrepreneur and business owner. Um, and I also like it because she's just a strong female who doesn't take shit in the show. Um, like she's sassy and like her one boyfriend cheats on her in the show and she's like, bye boy. And like, doesn't get intertwined in all the bullshit of taking him back. And I just love that about her and her crafts attitude. I love it. Uh, Rachel, do you want to go? Sure. Um, I'm pretty sure that all of us have seen Game of Thrones. No, it's just, I think it's just me and you. You're kidding me. No. I couldn't. I tried. Our subscribers, you get onto these people for not watching (laughs) because it is possibly the best show of all time. You just have to get through the first season because it's a little raunchy, but I can't buy into that. Like, just watch the first twelve episodes, and then you're gonna yeah. love it. I don't oh, have the patience. I tried. I really did. Or the attention span. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's. I don't even know when it's set because it's you know make believe. But um, it's got dragons. It's got you know warriors it's very cool um it's got a lot of strong characters you know Sansa Stark Arya Stark um Cersei Lannister she she's crazy and mean but she's total badass and then of Mm -hmm. course Daenerys Targaryen the mother of dragons she is the most epic female lead of all tv shows ever made She's, I don't know how you remember all those long names. It's too many syllables for me. I might have looked. Last name is Stern. But yeah. <laughs> oh, whatever. Yeah. So, first name. Yeah, she's she's definitely the coolest character ever made. Um, she's got the coolest outfits, the coolest hair. She's just she ends up taking over all of the empires. Hopefully, in the next season, she'll take over the final one. But um, yeah. She is. Awesome. Yeah. You guys have to see that. Just just to watch her. She's overcome a lot and, you know, being raped and by her husband and, and she just I saw that episode and that's early on. Yep. Mm-hmm. Saw that one. Yep. And then uh yeah, she's just she can walk through fire. I mean she's the really light blonde hair, right? Yeah, it's basically yeah. Like, yeah. They made it very clear even in the first three episodes that she was a force to be reckoned with. She definitely is. She's awesome. 
Um, for my second show, I was going to do Jessica Jones, but I changed that because she's kind of like a sourpuss and she's not really admirable. So I went with um, The Bold Type, which is on Freeform. And it basically has three best friends and it's kind of like Sex in the City. And it goes through all the struggles that they face in the workplace and um, how hardworking pays off and you get promoted, you get new jobs um, and it's empowering in its own right. And I love Freeform. Yeah. It used to be ABC family. Yeah. It also, you know, showcases feminism (laughs) and ethnicity and um, different sexualities in these three females. So is the girl from blackish in it? I don't, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen blackish, but um, yeah, it's, it's, if you like sex in the city, you'll like this one. It's fun. It's, flirty it's you know sex and (laughs) they all basically write articles for a a magazine and it's based on the chief of editor of cosmopolitan like she's Mm. the one who created the idea so oh that's awesome yeah it's it's a you know on the girly side of things it's fun um for my third show i decided to do westworld for all the nerds out there Mm. um i don't know if anyone has seen westworld it hurts my brain i have (laughs) <laughs> it uh basically it's uh, i don't even know how to explain it. i don't even know how to explain it it's a, a make-believe world and you go into this world where robots are set in western times or asian settings it's like they and, make it seem like you're like going to disney world right like, and and like you go as a character and you can interact with all these robots in the wild west or wherever you decide you want to go and each robot just resets on a loop every single day so you can go back to do the same scene if you want and you can do whatever you want to these robots like rape kill you know just talk to them ask them to play music it's it's very confusing but um one of the characters robot characters uh actually two of the female robot characters end up being the main leads in the entire show. And they end up realizing that they're in a loop and resetting every day. And they, they learn and they change their outcome and they end up like taking over the entire park. And that's cool. I'm not going to spoil the rest, but it's really, really challenging to watch. Um, It, it makes your brain hurt, but uh, it's, it's a good show. Okay. She's like a gunslinger at the end. That one's like a little out there, but robots are hot right now. But you don't know they're robots. I mean, they they all look like humans. Yeah. You can't even tell. Okay. Mm -hmm. Um, All right. So I'll wrap it up here. Um, I chose um, my three favorite binge-worthy female-led shows. The first one is Sex and the City. Um, We all know what that's about, but in case you don't, it is four best friend females living in big, bad New York City and owning their shit from top to bottom, whether it's their career, their sex life, their clothes. Like, it has everything you could need for girl empowerment. But I think what makes me love this show the most is what it did to me and my girlfriends as we were watching it week by week when it was released on HBO. We would go over to one of my best friend's house and have, like, a viewing party 
and like way before the bachelorette made this a thing we were doing this for sex in the city <laughs> way before we could drink and really just learning that you can lean into any aspect of your life and just be bold and proud and fierce for no reason so I'm pretty sure that that show shaped a lot of personalities in like the 90s to lead us to being the women we are today. So I love Sex in the City and I will always watch it when it is on, even though some of them are not available in HD. So which character are you? Well, that's so interesting because I'd like to think that I... Emma Miranda, but I'm probably a mix, right? I think I can be very powerful in work, but not as much. Like I'm more of a Charlotte in my personal life, probably. Um, and I, God, I wish I looked like Jessica Parker every day. <laughs> if I could wear a tutu and heels and a belt and a blue hat and walk the streets, I would. Oh, <laughs> I could, but I mean, well, people probably stare at her too. So right. So I feel like aren't we all a little bit of each of them? I'd like to think. Um, my next show would be Scandal, which like I was obsessed with, my whole house was obsessed with. My husband and I would watch this without fail every week, like jaw dropped. I think that Carrie Washington is in real life as well as professionally just a fierce and a force to be reckoned with. So in case you don't know, Scandal is about, um, this law firm that, Carrie Washington runs and uh, she has some interminglings in the political world and the White House is involved and very sexy and informal and formal uh, aspects. She's just pretty much if her firm is defending people who, who need help and who, who are in really sticky situations um, and they do a lot of pro bono work. Um, they defend a lot of politicians. They help like prisoners who shouldn't be imprisonated or imprisoned. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of close sides. Like at one point she works in the white house. At one point she's like held captive and it's just really freaking cool. And I like that she is a strong female character in the face of being from a really fucked up personal life. Like her mom and her dad are some of the craziest characters I've ever seen on TV. And over all of that, she still, as she would say, wears the white hat. She comes out on top. She does things for the right reasons and she employs everyone around her to do things for the right reasons. And I just love that. Yeah. And then a new show that just started on Netflix that I like love, but am like not hundreds and sold on yet, but I'll still share it. It's called Working Moms. Um, I will say that I only started watching this last week. I've seen four or five episodes and at the 19 minute mark in episode one, I was bawling like a baby. Um, it's real. It is, it's real. And I started crying because she is a new mom. She went back to work, which I am as well, I guess. I mean, my kid's almost 27 months old, almost two and a half, but I'm still, I guess, a new mom. And uh, I have a child at daycare. Her child is being cared for by another woman. And so 19 minutes into episode one, she gets a video of her kid saying its first word. And like, you'll never get that moment back. So she missed her kid saying her first word because she was working. And so these are just like things that working moms deal with. And the show is real and raw. It's a Canadian show. Um, and it's, I, I read a little bit about that. It started because this woman had a kid and every, there's like three or four main characters, all women. Um, they are all like one of 
a part of her personality and her behavior. It really talks about postpartum depression, like real postpartum depression, um, and what kind of like working moms deal with every day. It's a little over the top at times, of course, like, and in the beginning, they like are in this like, like um, a mom group and they're all sharing and like the moms are bickering and there's like clicks. And I mean, it's like mom life. It's really funny. Um, it's very smart, but it's very raw. I warn you, if you are a new mother and you are working, either grab a box of tissues or maybe wait until you're a few more months away from being a new mom because it is real and you will cry, um, but you'll also laugh. So I highly recommend it. At the same time, I mean, some mom, new moms might need to know that they're not alone. I love that they tackle postpartum depression in a really re- real way. Like the woman who's suffering from it is like deep in the throes of it. Um, and like the, uh, one of the other leads is a psychiatrist and also a new mom who gets pregnant and she has like a 10 month old. And like, I know people who have been there too. Right. So she's experienced like her own nonsense, but still talking and being a psychologist for this other mom. Who's like literally on the verge of a psychotic break. Like she fell asleep in the bathtub holding her baby. And thank God somebody walked in right away. And like her partner, she's a lesbian, her partner walks in right away. So again, it's tackling like sexuality and like, it's just really cool. Um, but yes, it's a great avenue to go down to know you're not alone. Um, and also, you know, a little comedy, like they, Courtney, you'll be proud. Like they ball out on burritos hard. <laughs> like they have like a mom lunch date and they're like shoving burritos. So mm-hmm. real like my kind of moms. Right. Um, so yeah, so check it out. Um, we were really excited to share with you some other shows that we love, maybe not with female leads. So what we're going to be doing, so go to our Facebook page and check it out is, uh, every week for the next few weeks, we're going to be sharing what our favorite binge worthy shows are just like whatever it might be, dudes, sports, chicks, whatever. We're going to list out each of our mermaids, favorite binge worthy shows in case you need something to get you through the rest of this cold winter. Um, spring is just around the corner and it is, um, it's women's history month. So take the time to like dig in to whether it's you, your friends, your family, and, you know, really be the strong woman and embody all of those qualities you'd like to see. And I'd like to encourage all of you out there to reach back and lift each other up instead of push each other down, because that's, that's what it's about to help help your neighbor, help your sister. And, you know, we can tackle all these things uh, together. So So in True Mermaid fashion, we wanted to give a hot sauce packet out. And again, being Women's History Month, we are giving a shout out to Iceland. Woo, Iceland for making it illegal to pay women less than men. Iceland, you freaking rock. Way to go an amazing leap forward for women all over the world and we hope that other countries will do the same tune in next week when we interview jennifer michael she's a friend of the show and an author who writes in the romance space we are so excited to talk with her about some of the books she's reading i'm reading one right now and cannot wait to dive into it with her until then stay your course and remember this is your voyage make it amazing Sadly, that'll do it for this week's episode of Maiden Voyage. We'd like to thank you, our amazing listeners, because let's face it, lady life is hard. It's incredible how much we accomplish every day, and we all deserve awards just for existing. If you're watching the show, make sure that you subscribe, click on that thing for instant notifications, speak your mind in the comments, and share us with your fellow voyagers.